Good afternoon. This is Dr. David Stender with another episode of Thyroid Solutions, uh, an interactive and innovative uh, cutting-edge approach to thyroid wellness. Based on uh, my family's personal experience and my clinical experience, you're going to learn some uh, strategies that are necessary uh, to, to overcome thyroid illness and, and really anything related to uh, the, the thyroid. And virtually every uh, bodily function we have is either directly or indirectly impact, impacted by thi uh, thyroid function. Uh, the, you know, the word uh, thyroid is actually stems uh, from the Greek uh, for thyreos, which means the shield. Uh, it's because anatomically it does look like a shield, but it really is uh, metaphorically our shield as well because it has such an impact uh, on our bodily functions. Virtually every cell in our body has thyroid receptors on them. Uh, we're going to go into a lot on cellular healing and um, in an upcoming uh, podcast. But it, it, as I mentioned earlier, uh, this is for people that this isn't just an exercise in academics. If you want that, you can go online and into your you know, heart's content. I'm going to direct you to books, websites that I know and trust and uh, doctors and uh, scientists that I know and trust and uh, to, to try and steer you down the right path. But ultimately, it's going to come down to you. You're the one that has to make the decision to get well uh, and you have to you have to change. Uh, there, there's a reason you, you're not feeling well, and uh, we're going to get to the bottom of it. And if you're willing to do that, if you're willing to take these steps, I'm going to give you some practical, uh, with every episode, I'm going to give you some practical uh, solutions that you can start implementing, uh, but, but you're the one that has to do it. So um, please uh, click on support this podcast or, uh, on your uh, platform. Uh, and uh, also, if you want to send a voice message, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, my, uh, my text number also is 520-818-4482. So if you want to text me, uh, you have any questions, I won't take phone calls. I just simply can't. Uh, but uh, I, I will certainly uh, I, I will certainly uh, answer your text uh, within a uh, given time frame. So, uh, well, let's go ahead and get started here. Um, today, I want to talk about I want to talk about mindset, and it really uh, it really starts with mindset. Um, if, if if getting well, just like you know, whether it's financially or physically or emotionally or spiritually, you know, it starts with mindset. It starts with a decision. Uh, and, and you have to decide to get well, and you have to decide, uh, you, you know, whatever it is, if you want to be wealthy or you want to have a great relationship, you have to make a decision. Because if you're not getting those things in your life right now, it's because you haven't changed. You haven't changed your rituals, haven't changed your habits. Um, but anyway, so uh, when... It, when I talk to people, a lot of people have done, you know, these self-help programs, and I and I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why most of these self-help programs fail. In fact, they have about a 97% failure rate. Um, so only three percent of the people, what I call the three percenters, are actually able to get anything out of these things. And 
And that's because the old mantras like uh, tap into your willpower or uh, the power of positive thinking. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with those things, okay? But they're recipes for failure in the long term. What happens is, is we, we live in a state of stress, okay? And at the cellular level, stress, or as I like to call it, internal fear, it, it's programmed into us at the cellular level. Uh, a really good book I'd suggest anyone get uh, it's by Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, molecular biologist. He's taught at medical school at Stanford, University of Wisconsin. Uh, his teachings you know, change the way I view health and the way I look at health. Um, brilliant guy. He went from this very dogmatic Darwinian scientist to, to a very spiritual person uh, based on his science and his what, what he was discovering. I'm going to share a little bit of that with you. But to his book, The Biology of Belief, uh, understand how stress affects us, uh, our, our blood chemistry, it affects our nervous system, uh, but it truly is uh, programmed into us uh, uh, at the cellular level. So we got to start changing that program. We got to start changing the program from fear and, and to love and to joy and peace and harmony and all those all those things. And if you do that, all things are possible. And and the programming uh, can't be just physical, emotional, spiritual. In fact, all of those play off of each other. And and if you make an improvement in your physical life, it's going to improve your emotional and spiritual life. And if you improve your emotional life and your emotional behaviors. It's going to help your spiritual and physical. So, uh, I, but we got to start addressing all of these things. Um, the you know the self help programs usually they fail to address the root cause, and essentially it's 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 a cookie cutter approach. Um, just basically treating symptoms, treating diseases, and not really getting to the root cause of the core problem. And uh, that's that's one of the things we're going to emphasize with my podcast. Um, and, and maybe most importantly, they fail uh, to identify and tap into your why. And by our whys, why are you doing this? Why do you want to get well? Why do you want to feel better? Everyone would like to feel better, but you must attach a why to it. Our actions uh, really uh, are based on emotions. Our emotions have to drive it. You have to have a strong inspirational why. You know, my wife, uh, Michelle, uh, she wanted to get better because she felt this, you know, very serious obligation towards her kids. And she was not, it, she was so sick. Uh, it was really, really a struggle for her just to get out of bed in the morning. When she, when, the, when this was at her worst, her thyroid disease was at its worst. Uh, she had no energy and uh, literally hair was falling out, uh, extremely cold all the time, even in the middle of the summer. She'd be wearing a parka in Wisconsin and uh, uh, in, in August. And, uh, you know, just blatant thyroid symptoms. And uh, I wasn't equipped to help her at the time. Everything in this program is, is stems out of, uh, you know, our frustrations and my willingness to, to go to work and, and and research and learn under some really brilliant people. I'm going to share that. But she had a big why. She wanted to be a better mom. Now, your why doesn't be, you know, I want to be, uh, you know, I want to be the next president of the United States and make a difference in the world. You can make a difference in your own world, but you got to attach a why and you got to attach emotions to it. So 
I'm going to introduce you to a new model. And this new model of functional nutrition, functional medicine, whatever you want to call it, uh, is, you know, what the three percenters are using to, to get well. So uh, I got a quote here. Uh, uh, I got a quote uh, uh, by uh, R. Buxminster Fuller. I think he was in his 70s when he invented the geodesic dome. So uh, really interesting, brilliant man. He said, you never change things by fighting the existing reality to change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And it's my opinion that the medical model as it's constructed right now is obsolete. Uh, I mean, no one would deny the, the, the issues that our healthcare system and our and just our healthcare in general, eh, where it's at. And so, um, but I want to go over this, the, the habits, uh, what I call the seven habits of three percenters. And I want you to really reflect on this and, and see where, where you can improve. Well, the first one is gratitude. Uh, three percenters make a, the, what they do is they get up every day and, and, they might have a, a gratitude journal or they just pray or meditate on what they're grateful for. Yeah, they may not. You know, and some of my clients are really struggling and they have, there's a lot they don't have, including their health, but they are grateful for what they do have. So, uh, you know, tap into that every day. Make sure you make a point of being grateful for what you do have. Number two is responsibility. In other words, they own their stuff. Okay. And, 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 a hundred percent responsibility for what's going on. And people like to blame, you know, uh, uh, other things for, for their issues, whatever it is. And again, it doesn't have to be just help, but they're taking responsibility. Uh, the, the only person responsible for your health is you. Okay. I'm not responsible. Your medical doctor practitioner isn't responsible. Uh, your fitness trainer or, you know, uh, your kids aren't responsible. Uh, you know, the drug companies aren't responsible. Okay. You're responsible. You're the one uh, that has to make the decisions. You're the one that has to do the things necessary to get your uh, life and your health back. Number three is priority. Is health your number one priority in your life? Because there's no difference between your life and your health. I mean, they're the same. If you don't have your health, is it your number one priority? And, and how do I know if it is your number one priority? Real simple. Uh, look at your budget. Look at your discretionary income and what you're spending uh, your, your resources on, your financial resources. And, you know, if, you're, if, if your car and and even your home is more important than your health, uh, it's going to be reflected. Everyone thinks that, you know, the healthcare, uh, the insurance model is designed to take care of us. Think again, that's not, that's not a healthcare model. That's a disease care model. You have to prioritize. And if nothing else, just your time, if you, the time you spend doing things, you know, if, 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 if you really want to make changes, just start scheduling your time. Schedule your life around your health and not the other way around. I mean, I've been working out five to seven times a week for probably, uh, gosh, uh, since I was in high school. Uh, so, and, you know, I was always in sports, too. But now, I mean, it, to me, it's a priority. I mean, it's just I, I can't even think. Uh, unless I have some significant physical limitations, I can't even think of a time that I never did that. 
Now, I might take a rest for a, a while, just give me a, a body a chance to recoup, you know, for a, a few days or even a week and, and then get at it again. But I've never, uh, it's always been a priority, so I schedule it. Uh, another habit of three percenters is environment optimization. What do I mean by that? And what I mean by that is who are you hanging around with? Are you hanging around with negative people with, with really negative health habits? Uh, you know, like mom and dad, you know, our moms and dads used to tell us you're a combination of the five people you hang around with the most. If you have people that are really a, a negative influence on your life, you need to start removing yourself. Now, what I don't want you to do is say, hey, this guy, this uh, Dr. Stender told me to, I, I got to. I got to stay away from you. Don't do that. I don't want emails and calls. So, uh, but start thinking about that. Start hanging around uh, with people of your uh, that, that think the way you do and think positively. Okay, if you're going to uh, if you if you're going to fly like an eagle, you can't be hanging around with turkeys. Okay, so uh, think about that. Um, the other thing they do, three percenters do, they take action despite their fear. Okay, there's not, you know, everyone has fear. In fact, you know, Michael Jordan, uh, literally, before every game he ever played, he would get nervous, butterflies. And, and the bigger the game, the more nervous he got. People think, you know, he was an assassin on the basketball court. He was amazing, but he always had fear. And that fear kind of, he used that fear, you know, to, to, to drive him. And so you, you got to take, you're going to have fear. When, I, when I'm suggesting new things for you to do that you've never done before, possibly, um, it's gonna, it's, it's, it, it generates some emotion. It generates some fear. But, but feed off of that. Uh, the other thing is uh, three percenters do is they have a clear purpose. They have a clear vision and a clear why. Okay, so, you know, your vision for your life. What is it? What, have you, what are your dreams? We've forgotten how to dream. You know, there's probably a time in your life where you thought, man, sky's the limit. I can do anything. And, and you know, life just kind of takes us down another path. And, and so take time to write out what you want, what you, you know, and, and don't put limitations on it. Okay. Do what you really, 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 your, your heart's desire. Uh, and the other is self-love. Okay. A lot of people, uh, they have poor, you know, poor self-esteem, poor self-love. Uh, what I would say about that is watch, watch the self-talk. Uh, like I tell my clients, if, if, if your best friend talked to you the way you talk to yourself, would they still be your best friend? And so be thinking about those things. Those are the seven habits. Um, and and it's, it's time to stop making excuses. Okay, and we all have them. We can all come up with it. I mean, ben, you know, Ben Franklin said, uh, "He that is good for making excuses is seldom good for anything else." And I agree with that. Uh, do you like to tell lies? What I call, or do you like to rationalize or, or tell rational lies? Uh, things like "I can't" or "Yeah, but it's just too hard." I mean, those are things I've always told my kids. Uh, I don't want to hear it. You know, <laughs> you can say it's hard. Okay, and it's going to be tough, but don't tell me you can't. Okay, or yeah, but it's it's it, they're excuses, they're rational lies. Or here's another one: if I just had more information, like uh, some of you, if not <laughs> probably a majority of you, are probably going to get this information. 
uh, and the action steps I'm going to ask you to do. And just, oh, I just, I just need some more information before I do anything. The only way you can get massive results in your life in any area is to take massive action. End of story, period. Uh, so uh, more informa- information or, you know, uh, information and knowledge without action, as I've said before, is useless, utterly useless. So it, it's time to act on what you do have. Hey, let's say you act and you get nothing out of it. W- what have you lost? Okay, you haven't lost anything. In fact, it might be a learning, a learning step for you. No mistakes in life, only lessons. The other thing I hear a lot, oh, it's just not a good time. I can't start now. Uh, you know, uh, we're going on vacation or uh, we're saving for a new house, whatever it is. Or uh, my job is too demanding. Uh, I don't have the time. And by the way, if you feel like you're running out of time, you are. So let's, you know, let's make a decision to start taking action, take positive, start exchanging some of these negative rituals, some of these uh, habits that we've had and start replacing them with good positive ones. The other one, which is my, my real bugaboo, is my family comes first. Now, a lot of you listening are probably women because thyroid disease affects women a lot more than males for a variety of reasons. Um, but that's, you know, that's ingrained in women to take care of everyone before themselves. But what, I, what I'm here to tell you is if you get on the uh, if you get on an airplane, what do the flight attendants t- tell you in their pre-flight announcements? Uh, if, if, if the oxygen masks come down, who puts theirs on first? Okay, it's the adult, right? It's the mom. Then you put it on the kids. And that's the same way with it's, it's a good metaphor for your life. If, if you want to take care of your family, you want them to come first, take care of you first and, and be a better version of you. Uh, and, and as I said, you know, the other thing that I wanted to mention is, you know, that there's magic in visualization. Uh, there's absolute magic. You know, the uh, I'd, I'd recommend, um, you know, anything uh, with, with Tony Robbins, he does a lot of good stuff on visualization, setting goals, things like that. Get help. I mean, it's a great resource. He's a he's pretty amazing dude. Uh, and he has some great concepts and he's a lot, he, he's helped a lot, a lot of people. And he's coached presidents and, um, you know, dignitaries and uh, some of the most famous people on the planet. He's been their individual coach and he's helped literally um, you know, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people with his work. So anything by Tony Robbins on visualization, on mindset, and uh, what are you programming into your life every day? What does that program look like? It, you know, you, we operate off of our, uh, our our subconscious mind, not our conscious mind. And it, that, that's a recording. So what are you listening to every day? Okay. Are you listening to you know CNBC or Fox News and getting all worked up and and uh, you know deciding what you know how, how you know gun control and the the, the latest uh, shootings and uh, everyone gets all emotionally worked up and there's a lot of hatred and stuff spewed out there and and that's not a that's not a political statement that's on both sides okay so uh, everyone wants to agitate everyone else. 
Uh, that's not the program we want. You should be listening to stuff that's empowering, that soothes you, that, that relaxes you, that helps you deal with stress on a daily basis. So I want to talk about the, the, the old model, you know, the, 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 the allopathic model of healthcare. Um, basically, when you compare the two, and then we want to compare it to the, the new model, uh, the old model is the old, you know, the, there's one cure. In other words, there's a magic bullet for whatever my condition is. And all I got to do is find that magic bullet. Here's the reality with chronic illness, especially like we see in autoimmune and thyroid, it, there, are, it's, there are multifactorial causes. In fact, I, I equate it uh, a, a good book by Dale Bredesen, Dr. Bredesen, uh, called The End of Alzheimer's. Uh, I, I think it's really true for a lot of these chronic diseases. When you come in, uh, you know, to see me or you see a functional uh, medicine provider, uh, it's like having, uh, you know, multiple holes in your roof. You could have 30, 40 holes in your roof and it's raining. Okay. So, you, so what we recognize is, is there's multifactorial causes to these problems and you have to employ a multi-therapeutic approach. Okay. If you're just relying on the next super drug or whatever to help you think again. You know, it's a, that's really that uh, they never turn out to be as promising as the hype. And uh, they're spending tr literally uh, billions and billions of dollars convincing you, uh, you know, every day that the reason you have pain is because you have an Advil deficiency uh, or, you know, ladies, every 28 days you get a Midol deficiency. Uh, you get the point. So, uh that old model is treating disease and symptoms. The new model, the functional model, is treating root causes. And we're going to find the root cause. And, and, and it's one of the things we're going to hash out on this program and on this podcast is for you to determine what your root causes are. You know, it'd be great if you wanted to, you know, if someone wanted to work with me, but that's not where I'm going with this. Um, you can do a lot of this on your own. Um, but understand there is a root cause. And as I said in my first podcast, your body has all the instructions it needs to heal. It's, it's innate. It's inborn. Just find out what's interfering. Um, you know, that really comes from my chiropractic background, that philosophy. And it's true because I've seen it over and over again work out. So um, in the old model, the practitioner's in charge of your health. You go in, he spends maybe five or 10 minutes with you, and then uh, he typically will write something on a pad, give it to you, and uh, you go fill your prescription. And then he'll say things like, well, you need, to, uh, you need to eat better and you need to exercise. And that's kind of the, that's that herd or shotgun approach. Um, whereas with functional, it's personalized and targeted. And the, uh, you're in charge with the new model, with the functional model, you're in charge. The doctor is a coach or a teacher. Um, one of the reasons uh, I, I, I gave up my practice is I wanted to work with people one-on-one. -on -one. And I wanted to do things like this and teach. Uh, doctor means teacher. It doesn't mean healer. So coaches have had major impact in my life and uh, and, and they could be either really, really good or they can be not so good, you know, depending on their uh, intentions. So the old model, 
uh, is really that the philosophy of the old model is very mechanistic in nature, a very linear health philosophy. A causes B, uh, that causes C and, and D. And uh, it's that Newtonian view of the universe, whereas the new model is the Einsteinian view of the universe. It's vitalistic, it's holistic, it's energy. And we are nothing more than energy. And when we loot, when we go out of this form in this world, uh, we're, the energy is still going to be there. And, and so it's really a, it's a much more optimistic view uh, of health and our existence. Uh, the old model uh, relies on genetic predeterminism. And this is where I want you to look up Bruce Lipton and look at some of his works and how he's determined, uh, you know, that genes do not control our destiny and our DNA does not control our destiny. Okay. There's something called epigenetics, which means above genetics that you have influence on with your lifestyle and with your choices. And, and uh, you can, you, you put your cells in a healthy environment Okay, you, you're going to have a good outcome. If you put them in an unhealthy uh, uh, environment, yeah, then you're going to trip these genes of susceptibility, uh, and, and that's when we get in trouble. So if you carry the genes of susceptibility for cancer or heart disease or autoimmune disease, that's what's going to happen, all because the internal environment of your cells um, is expressing that. Um, the old model, you know, we got to be concerned, you know, iatrogenic disease, meaning doctor cause or treatment caused, is now moved up to number three, uh, uh, literally number three uh, cause of death uh, in the United States. Okay, so we're over medicating, uh, we're over treating, we're, we're, again, treating symptoms, uh, we're not, and we're treating the disease, we're not really uh, finding the root cause. Uh, the new model, functional nutrition, is so incredibly safe and natural. Uh, uh, the old model, ask your doctor how many hours of nutrition uh, or prevention he had in medical school. And if he's honest, he's, he's going to say none. Now, today they're starting to do electives. Um, there's starting to be some integrated. I, I teach uh, thyroid and integrative medicine at the U of A. So they're starting to, you know, uh, give people and medical students an opportunity to see a different side of things, a more holistic and integrative approach to health. And that's, that's good, but we still got a long way to go. Uh, you know, the new model, the functional uh, mo model, food is your medicine, okay? Uh, and they're trained in, 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 in a functional approach. And so... I, the word functional gets thrown out a, 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 a lot. And just so you know, so when you lose function, okay, or there's any kind of dysfunction at the cellular level, what's going to happen, that's going to cause what we call a state of dis-ease. Not disease, but dis-ease. And there might be some subtle things showing up, okay? When you're in a state of dis-ease, dis you know, some symptoms, but maybe not really overt. and uh, and the fact, if you stay in that state of disease, eventually you will end up in a state of disease or in a state of pathology. And so when you look at it, one of the things I'm going to teach you uh, in, this, uh, in my podcast is how to look at your blood work and how we look at it and the ranges that we use. They're designed to pick up on things 
when you're still in the in the, in the uh, the dysfunction stage. Because if you can correct it there, uh, then you're going to prevent a lot of these uh, problems. And, and that's really how we approach chronic disease: is we're looking at things from a functional perspective, picking up these metabolic uh, uh, imbalances and, and uh, correcting them. Um, in the old model, the insurance or, or pharmaceutical companies dictate your care. You know, they, they literally, uh, the insurance and the pharmaceutical companies really are dictating standards of care. And suffice it to say, there's a financial incentive for them to do it. And uh, in, in the new model, you know, we're going to dictate your care. We're going to do what we need to do to get you on the right track. Okay, so... As I tell people, you know, if you're still following the old model, you know, uh, or, or what I'd say following the masses, the problem with following the masses is uh, a lot of times that M is silent. So, you know, uh, Rita Mae Brown said the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Okay, the United States here, it's, it's, mo it's glaring. Uh, we have the most hospitals. We have the most doctors. We have by far the most money spent on healthcare. Any way you slice it, per capita, total, whatever, uh, we take get this seventy percent of the world's medications. We're two percent of the world's population, and yet we take about seventy percent of the world's medications. Uh, a, a recent uh, World Health Organization ranking has us the United States ranked thirty ninth in terms of overall health. Think about it; it's disgusting. You know, and and we think by giving this healthcare model more, uh, giving the old this old model, giving everyone access to it, do you think that's going to improve anything? No, it's just more people are going to be.